Hello everyone, this is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So today's episode is all about business and it is another episode for my Clever Girl entrepreneurs or my aspiring Clever Girl entrepreneurs that are out there listening to this podcast. And my guest today is Dr. Jacqueline Schaefer. She is a medical doctor, a number one international best-selling author, and also the founder of an incredible skincare line called Chic. And Dr. Schaefer started her business with zero background in business. And in medical school, starting a business is not one of the things that comes with the curriculum. And so she had to figure it all out on her own along the way. And she's been able to build this incredible skincare line business. So on this episode, we talked about how she started from the bottom to grow her business to where it is now, what she did, her challenges, her successes, how she went about building a team, her advice to aspiring entrepreneurs like those of you who are listening, her favorite business tools and so much more. But before we dive into this episode, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love it if you do. You can subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Clever Girl Finance. And be sure to stop by the website, clevergirlfinance.com. I have brand new content every single week that can help you as you work on improving your finances. And I also have an incredible resource library that you can check out when you get to the Clever Girl Finance page. And if you need support and guidance when it comes to improving your finances and you want to be part of a community of women who are doing the same thing and changing their money stories, then I definitely encourage you to check out my accountability program and you can learn more about it at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. And finally, are we friends on Instagram? Do you follow Clever Girl Finance on Instagram yet? Because if you don't, then you should. I share a ton of fun content and also daily motivation on my Instagram page and you can follow me at Clever Girl Finance. So let's get into this episode with Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Schaefer. I am so excited to have you here to talk to us about business and how you got started with your amazing product you're going to tell us about and just the whole journey to becoming this business owner. But before we get started, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Okay, great. Um, so my name is Dr. Schaefer, and I am a family practitioner turned business owner for Chic Skin Care. It is a line that I was inspired to create due to my mom battling skin cancer twice, and today she is cancer-free. And through that journey, I also wrote a book called Irresistible You, which became a bestseller in the first week on cosmetics on Amazon, which was truly exciting. And I'm here today talking with Bola and I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) This is really exciting and you are super accomplished. You're a medical doctor, you're an author, you're the founder of a skincare line, you have a YouTube channel and I just love having these types of conversations because it's so important to show successful women, um, you know, in this the space to show women who are doing well financially, to show women who are running their own businesses as a way to inspire others. And you're just a great example. So thank you for being here. And you, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, you know, about your mom being a two-time skin cancer survivor and how you got this business idea. And a lot of times ideas come from where you least expect, right? The inspiration comes from where you least expect. Absolutely. It's uh, life takes you on a real adventure. So you, you never know what's going to throw at you. And so my thing is, is just always turn a negative situation into a positive. Absolutely. I was recently in um, a class and one of the things that the instructor talked about was 
always looking for the opportunities. And he talked about no matter how negative something may see may seem, mm-hmm. there could potentially be an opportunity. And always keep your mind open for opportunities as opposed to just staying focused on the problem. So I just wanted to drop that in there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you're in a field that's not business oriented, right? And <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're a doctor. They don't teach doctors business oh, <laughs> in med school, right? <laughs> I, I tell you, it's it was such a shock, you know, from practicing medicine to then being a full-time business owner and letting that go because I had a huge learning curve. And the thing is with being a physician, it's so wonderful um, that we're able to give back and um, help patient to patient. But the other thing though is, is that it really just, I guess on the downside, doesn't really prepare you for, for life mm-hmm. <laughs> and how the real world works outside of um, your little world of being a physician. And it's, you know, they say two things will um, make a person grow and it's through relationships and owning a business. And boy, that is so true. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, so challenging. That it is true. And I almost feel like the same way I feel like personal finance should be taught in schools and high schools and colleges. I feel like business should be part of every physician's like something in med school only because a ton of a ton of doctors go into owning their own practices and that right. in itself is a business right correct and there's so many things that we don't even learn from your cogs your inventory um there's the malpractice insurance i mean there's so much in operations because you have to make sure that your business can can run your practice and the thing is is that you get pulled a lot because without you, the practice can't run. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where the doctor um, has a hard time of stepping away. I mean, even an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning stages of yeah. business. Um, but it's really challenging because you lose that work balance life. It, it just it gets really unbalanced because you're taught to handle the situation and not to rely on anyone else. <laughs> so it's uh, when really um, anything from a practice to a business requires a team. It's a team effort. Yeah. And I get a lot of questions about work-life balance as an entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm always honest because I read a lot of articles about, yeah, you can achieve work-life balance, you know. Or there are people who will say, I start at nine and I finish at exactly five. That's not realistic as an entrepreneur, especially when you're in the early stages of building a business. Oh, um, yeah. To me, I feel like when you get to that place where your business is established and, you know, things are churning along and you have this massive team, then mm-hmm. yes, you can clock it at nine and clock out at five. <laughs> but for, for many people who are still in the weeds of starting and growing a business, the nine to five, you know, there's there's a saying about, you're, you quit your your 40 hour job to work 40 hour job you hate to work 80 hours in a business that you love and you're still happier so um, work life balance I always say that you know for me personally I just depending on the day I pick what is most important to me that's how <laughs> I create my balance so I love that Dr. Schaefer like many people right you know you're like many people you had an awesome awesome business idea but 
you were you're not coming from a field or from a background that was business oriented. So where did you start from getting your business off of its feet? How did you, you know, where did you start? Because I think that's a challenge for many entrepreneurs. They have really incredible ideas, but then they don't know where to begin. Yes. And I completely understand. Um, and what I know now when I started, I can't believe this over three years ago to what I know today. Um, I wish someone would have told me this, but, um, what I did and what I would recommend is stick to one program that's, um, in your fields, your industry for business, really read those business books and to network is very important because you'll understand the cycle of your industry. Because if you really don't know your industry and um, what it's all about, the ins and outs from trade shows to events, awards, um, just really being a part of that community, it's um, pretty difficult to under, to really grasp it and um, to read a lot of business books in that field is super, super, super important. And to do the best that you can to write your business plan, I wrote my business plan as I was doing it because I didn't know better. But the best thing you can do is before you leave your job or another career um, to start something new is to really try to get that business plan laid out um, before you start. Absolutely. That's really important to understanding your industry and getting to find Mm-hmm. finding for me it was when I started Clever Girl Finance I started very green I didn't know anybody in the finance industry I didn't know anybody else who did what I did mm-hmm. but I made an effort to find people like me and find people that I could just relate to and I've kind of created my little network of mm-hmm. women in this same space that I'm continuing to expand but that has been so it's you know it's so invaluable it's so important mm-hmm. for my business growth and it has helped me tremendously so that's you know really? yeah that's really really important so what would you say as an entrepreneur have been your biggest challenges and then on the flip side what have been your biggest successes okay challenges <laughs> not knowing my industry um that was a big challenge and getting out of my comfort zone <laughs> um, and uh, starting from the bottom again. And you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, that was really, really hard because as a physician, you feel like you've achieved so much and you've done 10 years of working your butt off that you kind of feel like you know it all. And that in itself will, will make it difficult for you to learn. So you need to let go and start fresh and clear. If not, that's, it's only going to make it more difficult for you to grow your business because you are entering a new field. And, um, yeah, so that, and another thing is, um, you have to be careful with consultants You have to be so careful with consultants because um, if it's not like a financial advisor or a lawyer, um, they can take advantage of you because they don't have stake in your business. So you just 
really, um, referrals, be careful. Um, gosh, I hope I'm explaining myself. If that makes sense, you just, you, you really have to be careful because, um, you know, in the beginning stages, funds are limited. And so you want to make sure that you're spending your money on the people who are really going to help advise you in your business. And I would also say, um, the best thing you can do is get an assistant right away, mm-hmm. get an assistant right away. And you can get, um, an intern from, um, a college that can be an assistant and they can get college credits for assisting and do that because having them help you stay organized will help you, um, succeed. Um, if not, you're just going to feel overwhelmed and not get things done. And so an assistant is, is crucial. Another challenge was breaking into the markets and not, um, marketing myself as clear as I do now. Marketing is key. Your brand story has to be, um, I hate to say this, but idiot proof. (laughs) I mean, really, um, if you look at the most successful businesses, they are idiot proof, um, from McDonald's to Starbucks to, um, oh my gosh, even Apple. It's so user-friendly. It's just like, it's obvious Instagram, Snapchat, like you have to make it so simple for people. And you also have to make it enjoyable for people. Um, and, um, gosh, I hope those, I hope those were challenges and they made sense. Yeah, they Uh, do. Um, I've, (laughs) I'm here (laughs) nodding my head because I can relate to all of them from (laughs) making sure that you hire the right consultants. I've hired you know, people in my business to help support certain areas of my business. And I take full ownership for the fact that maybe I was too trusting or maybe that I, maybe I wasn't a great interviewer or just, I take ownership for whatever happened and the expectations were not met in any way whatsoever. And I wasted money, but it's part of the learning process because it taught me how to be a better interviewer, how to vet someone's background, you know, how to, the right kind of questions to ask references. Um, and so that's important. Um, I, when I started my business, I started with an, I started, I got help with an intern, you know, in a local community college who got college credit. So people talk about, they don't have resources. They don't have help. They need more help, but there are resources that you can leverage. And yes, you're going to have to spend time teaching your intern what to do and training them. But they'll learn. And if you, you know, got a good person, they're going to add value to your business. So everything you just said are definitely challenges that I can relate to. I was like here nodding my head like, yeah, I remember that situation. I remember that situation. Yes. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, (laughs) it just makes me smile because it's, it's the real MBA. It really, really is. Starting your own business is the real MBA. Um, it's you can read a book all day long, long, but until you actually physically go through it, it's very difficult to explain. Because if anything, it's just a hypothetical situation that you're reading in class. So, um, 
Yeah. So uh, I would say the positives have been financial um, freedom, financial education is so priceless now. Um, oh my goodness. Um, when I'm ready to get married, I know how to, um, protect myself and, um, my children and even my husband, um, whenever that will happen. But it's, it's so amazing when you start your own business, all of the financial freedoms you get to learn and really get to benefit from living in the United States. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And, um, also you get to help other people and really change people's lives on a larger scale. Because as a physician, I could only see one patient at a time. But as a business owner, my message and my book and my products can help millions of women achieve real results for their skin. That's the services that I provide and knowledge as well through my book. And, uh, that is so rewarding in itself for people to say, thank you so much, Dr. Schaefer, you changed my life and like for my skin. And it's like really touching because there are people today that can't afford an expensive dermatologist or a plastic surgeon. And when you have these resources, these types of businesses that say, hey, you can do X, Y, Z to achieve this result. I mean, there's nothing better than having a higher purpose like that. So that has been so rewarding in um, creating a business um, because you help other people and you get to help yourself and you get to help your family. I mean, it's just a really big win-win. Absolutely. Um, Your reward is also your success. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So now that you've kind of you've been in business for three years you've you know you've been in the trenches Uh. (laughs) of this journey for the last three years yeah and as a business owner you have to manage your business finances and what do you think are some of the major issues that women other women might be experiencing uh, managing money and managing money in their business in their business. Um, okay. Probably one would be in sales and, and your marketing budget. Uh, that gets really tricky because you need marketing to help, you know, make your business visible to people so they know where to find you. So that can generate sales, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, creating that balance is can be challenging because you can set a goal and things can change because you can get a lot of sales and then the marketing budget goes goes down and it's it is a I like to refer um financial um balance like um wellness um having a healthy body you can't just expect that you know, you lost all this weight and now you can go back to eating unhealthy and not working out. Mm -hmm. No, you, every day you need to make the choice to eat healthy and to take care of yourself 
just like your finances, you need to put that effort in and make sure. And then it becomes second nature. It becomes like brushing your teeth. That's like, oh yeah, let's just check this. Let's just make sure we're on track. And just like your my business planner, every week we start off with what's our business goals, what's our projects, our tasks, our meetings, social media plan, content creation plan, and sales plan. And you just, you do this Sunday night and then you bring it to your um, weekly meetings. We do it at uh, Chic every Monday at 10 a.m. And you just go through the departments because you get to see how your online sales were over the weekend and review if any other leads come in. It, it just becomes a way of life. That's awesome. And guys, she's talking about the Clever Girl Finance Business Planner, by the way. I'm just going to put in a shameless plug. <laughs> the best, the best. I love your planner. It is it is life-changing. <laughs> I love it. But thank you. I, I appreciate appreciate you having one, Um, you know, and I, I love the feedback. But I agree with what you just said. And for me personally, you know, um, I, I'm a strong believer that the way you manage your personal finances transcends into how you manage your finances and business. And so if you are a business owner, or if you are in the space where you're thinking about starting a business, for those of you who are listening, you want to make sure that you get on top of your personal finances in terms of having a plan and having a strategy, because you're going to need a plan and a strategy in your business finances. And those behaviors, they carry over um, because you're dealing with money, right? It's just you're moving from it in your personal life to it in your business life. Dedicating time <laughs> to okay. your finances and just to sit down and go over your budget and pay your bills is really, really important. And then the other thing I see, you know, with the people I work with from a business coaching side is the nice to have, the glitter and the glam. And, you know, I want to have a beautiful office. I want to have... I want to hire this assistant because, you know, that person uses them. I want to um, just, the, it's the glitz and the glam of business. And I just feel like if it doesn't add to your bottom line, you don't need it. Um, if it's a nice to have and it's not a must have in the early stages of your business, you don't need it because at the end of the day, your goal in business <laughs> is to number one, break even, mm-hmm. which means you need to get those expenses below how much you're earning in business income and then once you break even your number two goal is to get to profitable like those are the two priorities not the fancy pictures on the wall in your office (laughs) not the um, (laughs) not the cute table so you can take pictures for instagram that stuff doesn't matter if it's not helping your bottom line in terms of generating revenue to help you break even and to help you um get to profitable yes Absolutely. And you will get there. You will be able to buy all those things that you envision and like your planner, you know, make the goals and it will all you will manifest it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your habits become who you are. Yep, they do. They do. Yeah. So I was going to ask you. Now that you've, you have all this business experience, right? What would you say your number one business tip is for women who are in business or considering starting a business? What's the number one tip you would give them? Like if you could think of one thing that you wish somebody had told you before you started or one thing that just helps you in the way you run your business, what would it be? 
become extremely organized. Organization is key because you can miss opportunities. Um, your team won't respect you as much if you're not on top of things. I would say organization if you, and I, I know, you know, unfortunately common sense isn't so common. Um, <laughs> but, like, but I mean, truly, um, Excel, Excel and that calendar needs to be your best friend. I mean, I, I and I, I know it sounds so simple, but it's the simple things that make all the difference in the world. So I, I guess that would be my biggest business, um, tip is stay crazy OCD organized. Oh my God. Organization and business is, it is, it is the key. (laughs) It's the lifeline of your business. Like when my calendar is disorganized, I, I'm losing my mind. So you can share some of your tools that you use, um, Dr. Schaefer. But for me, um, I started out with, so I use my planner because I like to write stuff down and I use my planner for things I need to accomplish day to day. But for my recurring tasks, I have them all set up in my um, Google Calendar. Yeah. So, and I have, the way I have it set up is that it sends me emails when things need to be done every single week because these are all recurring tasks that happen, certain tasks happen every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I do is I use automation tools, um, you know, okay. different, like Meet Edgar and Later and um, what else do I use? A couple other tools just to help with the automation of my content because I create a lot of content in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, now that I have a team, I was just getting so disorganized because I could manage my things. But I was like, how do I manage all these other people's things? <laughs> so okay. one tool that I use that has just completely changed my life is Asana. And Ooh. I know there's an alternative to it. It's called Trello. And I'll put these in the show notes, guys. But Asana. Uh, yeah, I know this. I know Trello. Yeah. So it's kind of like Trello and Asana are similar. I think they're competitors, but they both work. I like Asana because I'm more list List. I'm more of a list maker, whereas Trello is more visual. But anyway, it's a really, really awesome app um, and web interface. And I can actually assign tasks to my team and they can mark it complete. We can communicate on there. I can share the progress of different projects. You can have different projects on there. And that has just been really helpful. And I was getting to a space where the disorganization was just, I was missing things, right? I was yeah. missing important things that needed to be done. I was missing important things that needed to go out. I was missing important network opportunities just because yes. I was, and even if you're really organized, because I consider myself a super organized person, um, mm-hmm. In business, especially as your business starts to grow, if you don't have some kind of system in place or processes in place, it's going to be hard for you to manage it all the way you manage it for yourself. And I quickly realized that. <laughs> I hear you. I completely understand. Boy, I, yeah, um, yes, I, I totally agree with you. This is, it's every, do you guys also do, so I actually have this meeting with my team this Wednesday, it's a, it's our 2018, um, like a year out. We, we spread out a year. Do you guys do like a year in advance? Like a planning meeting? Yeah. 
So right now I plan with myself. <laughs> I haven't quite gotten there from a team perspective because this whole team thing is very new to me. <laughs> Yeah. So I have my own 2018 planning meeting on my calendar. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing with me, I think, you know, in business organization is very, is very much tied to personality. So I'm one of those people that I can, I can do everything. I want everything done a specific way. I'm perfectionist. It's really difficult for me to let go of certain things. And yeah. it, like I'm working on myself, <laughs> not just in my business, yeah. but in my, in my home, like, you know, like, even with help with my kids, it's like certain things I have to do myself. And when I think about it, do I really have to do this myself? Or can I leverage the help that my husband's offering or my nanny or my mom? Like, why am I killing myself right now? So that's something I'm working on. But like you, we have weekly meetings. Um, And I'm very new to the team. You know, I haven't always worked with the team. I've typically only worked with one other person and now I'm working with three people. So I'm kind of easing into weekly team meetings and assigning tasks in Asana. Um, But I'll get to the whole um, team planning. (laughs) I'm getting there. We need the team planner now. (laughs) Yes. So are there specific tools that you use in your business or systems that have helped you? So we use the Google Sheets. It's a department task. So I we use that. And it has marketing, sales, production, um, my EA, and then it has myself. And um, that has been so helpful. So you can see the transparency of each department because, as you know, like marketing works with sales. And then um, it also goes back to production because we have a product. So we're always working together. So having that transparency is key. And it's worked out really great for us to do the department tax on Google Sheets. So it's an ongoing document. In the past, we've done Trello before, but mm-hmm. it just... Um, it was good and it, and it, and it wasn't good. Um, and we tried base camp too for projects, but really we have found that the department tasks work really, really well. And having a, a year in advance calendar is everything. So yeah. like every year we know, okay, we're going to introduce new products and this is the process that it takes. It is such a detailed Excel for each department and um, also in sales and in marketing, we have all of the events and all the trade shows and all the networking events that happen every single year and what we need to go to. So that is so important. So we use Excel a lot and we use Google Sheets because it's an ongoing document. Yeah, I use Google Sheets as well. Um, and you're since you have a physical product, you're doing more launches and planning around that, right? Um, So for me, we have a number of processes that just repeat themselves, like, you know, creating blog content, social media content, um, some launches, this podcast, um, the YouTube channel, things like that. And one of the things that I've challenged one of my team members with is just documenting all the steps and putting it into Google Google Docs, Google Sheets as our backup and then putting it into Asana so that if someone else comes on board, the amount of time spent with click here, click there, you know, <laughs> that amount of time is less because it's documented. And in some cases that we have video video recordings. So I think the tools are less important, but creating a system that works for you yeah. and then using the tools to help you manage that system is really, really important. So what you said about organization is that's really key. That's I think that's one of the biggest points. Um, And that applies to me, too. 
Yeah. And you, and like, and on top of that organization, make the system so easy that a child can do it. Yep. That anyone can just come in from nowhere and figure it out on their own. Well, not nowhere, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like that, I mean, then the business just runs and, and that's the way to go. And it's really making it so, so easy for anyone to just hop on and get rolling with the, with the company. Absolutely. So that's an awesome tip. Thank you for sharing. Um, What would you say is your number one financial tip for women in business? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Make sure your CPA is your best friend. No. Okay. Um. (laughs) That's a good tip because, you know, for many business owners, they have a great idea. It doesn't mean that they're finance experts, right? You need the help. And if you can't do it yourself, then you want to hire the right resource, which could be a CPA or a planner. Yeah. Or get an advisory board. Yes. Yes. That is that's huge. Yes, that is huge. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's something that a lot of people don't really consider because they feel like, who am I going to ask? And I have an advisory board and it's very informal, but it's, you know, I have a mentor um, and it's someone that I respect, not in my field, um, but I've known for a long time. And he's, his advice is just so invaluable and he's invested in my business because he knows me. Um, My husband is part of my advisory board. (laughs) No, it's so sweet. You know, I have friends, my lawyer, who's also a really good friend of mine. Um, yeah. And so these are people that I can just bounce ideas of off of and ask questions. Who's on your advisory board? Um, so same here. My I have a my my lawyer, my CPA, and um, also people in the industry that have worked with um, Sephora. And um, I mean, really, the list goes on that are in the industry that are mm-hmm. mentoring me. That. That's so important. And it's it's wonderful having that. Yeah. People in your industry or people who are in the same field as you that have more experience than you is also very, very important. And you don't have to have all these people all at once. And sometimes the relationships will just form organically. But um, maybe, you know, sometimes they may not form the way you expect them, but start with one person. And it could be a friend who is good at business or good at money management or you know someone who's good at like asking you challenging questions when you bring up an idea and so one of the reasons why I I love having my informal advisory board is because they're not there to make me feel good about myself (laughs) you know my husband asked me the difficult questions I'm like what why would you ask me that he's like well you asked for advice (laughs) you know like my mentor asked me you know, when I'm kind of getting so full of myself, yeah, yeah, I did this and I did this. And he's like, so what? How about this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they ask the difficult questions. They make you stop and think about it. They, you know, so those are the kind of people that you want that are going to give you constructive, constructive feedback absolutely, um, to help absolutely. you grow. And they will indirectly save you a lot of money or guide you to making (laughs) making smarter investments with your money like honestly if I had so we talked about the challenges in business earlier on right and I talked about the contractor situation that I had and I feel like if I had talked to my husband about it in more detail and I had talked to my mentor about it in more detail and I had talked to um, some of my finance 
more experienced finance people in more detail, they would have been able to poke holes in it and I would have made a better hiring decision. But I didn't because oh, I was yeah. so green in the business. And, you know, and that's okay too. It, it, you also have to be, and this is something I think you and I can relate to because we're we're so committed and dedicated is that we also have to learn to like just breathe and just be kind to ourselves, not be so hard on ourselves because this is a learning journey and you're, you will grow and you will be successful. It's just a matter of just, um, taking it day by day. And, um, and yeah, and, um, gosh, yeah, I know you asked me like also tips and stuff, uh, number one business tip. I also want to say, I would, I would want to add to the number one business tip is to believe in yourself. And that can be challenging. Yes. <laughs> that can be challenging. So I just want all the women out there to know that your dream, your goal of owning whatever it is, running whatever type of business, know that that was, you know, implanted or that was within you and that it will manifest as long as you stay true to who you are and never give up. Like, just don't. You you will make it. And that's sometimes we lose uh, faith in ourselves. And so I think that's really important to just believe in ourselves. Yes, especially in the early stages. And because yeah. the early stages are so, it's almost like, you know, when a baby is forming in your stomach, the early stages are the most critical, like when all the cells mm-hmm. are being joined together. Okay. It's kind of how it is with your business. And you <laughs> have to have the most belief in what you're trying to accomplish because no one else no one else feels it. No one else knows it. And no one else is going to believe what you're trying to accomplish um, yes. as much as you can because they can't see it and they can't feel it and they, they don't understand the idea you're trying to pursue. And a lot of people who have created really successful businesses would tell you that in the early stages, people didn't understand what it was they were trying to do because they they couldn't see it. They couldn't see the outcome. They couldn't see the benefit of it because it's all in your head. That's why you have to be your biggest fan. You have to be your biggest believer. And I'm a huge Sarah Blakely fan and I listened to a ton of her interviews. And one of the things that she said was when she was in the very early days of um, launching Spanx, she didn't tell anybody about it because when she said it, it sounded like a stupid idea. You want to create footless tights? Who wants to wear that under their clothes? Like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you have yeah. to be your biggest fan. And, you know, and that, I think that ties into um, embracing fear because when you start a business, you're automatically going to have that fear of what if this is stupid? What if I fail? Um, yeah. But then it's part of the process. It's part of the journey. And there are so many people who, have successful businesses and this was their fifth idea their 10th idea because they tried all these other ideas and they failed but the failures were not losses because they gained so much I can't tell you how much I gained in you know past business experiences that I've had that have helped me with this business so embrace the failure because it's part of it but then you also have to be your biggest fan because no one is going to believe if you as the brains or the leader of this business doesn't believe it how do you expect other people to believe it how do you expect your team to believe it how do you expect your customers to believe it if you are not your biggest fan if you are not your biggest advocate for your business and absolutely that leads me back to one thing that you said earlier in the conversation is you need to have 
earlier in the conversation, you said you need to have a, a good story or an idiot proof story. <laughs> <laughs> but the story part of business and yeah. this kind of relates to what you said is so important because people who want to buy from you, they want to get to know you. They want to get to know, you know, mm-hmm. the story behind the brand. They want to know like every yes. brand has a story. Apple has a story. Coca-Cola has a story. They all have stories. And you want to have this authentic true story that is an advocate for your brand because your story is part of your messaging is part of what you put out there so I'm getting all in my business feelings right now but (laughs) oh I love it no it's 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 true it's it's true because especially today with consumers they they want to purchase something that's um, going to make a difference and um, that's going to help them as well and People are very sensitive today. That's why they're asking all these questions about like um, your product. Like, is it healthy? Is it safe? You know, and why did you start this? Like, is it just for money? And, you know, people will really see right through you. So if this is all about ego, it's not going to work. Your business may be successful for a while, but your customer won't come back. You have to do this. It has to be a higher purpose. It has to be above yourself that you're really giving a service to, um, to your customers. I mean, it it will stand the test of time and it's just, um, you have to be true. That's the only way you will keep going in your business, especially through the rough times, is staying true to why you started this in the first place. Absolutely. That's awesome advice. So let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, and you are an author and you're not just any old kind of author. You are a number one international bestseller. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> so can you tell us <laughs> what are you going to say? I said I was determined. <laughs> I wanted that title so badly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. Yeah. So many people have books and they they're not even bestsellers, right? You are an international bestseller. So, <laughs> what is your book about? Yeah, so it's about um the different um skin types and skin physiology of actually understanding like, oh, if I have acne oily prone skin, why am I getting this acne, these pimples, and what is the cause of it and what can I do to treat it and to take care of it? And I tell them the science behind it. So there's the geeky side. Mm-hmm. And so they have the trust and they have the facts. And then I give them the tools on to get rid of, let's say, um, pimples or um, if they have hyperpigmentation or if they have eczema or they have psoriasis, um, wrinkles, uh, gosh, the um, dark circles under their eyes. I teach them how to get rid of it through um, ingredients of a product. So when they're going grocery shopping um, and they're at the makeup counter or the skincare counter at, let's say, Sephora or Ulta or wherever they're shopping, it's not about the brand's name. It's about what is in the ingredients that are actually going to work instead of ignoring the whole marketing. Just like, is this really going to serve my skin? And um, and then second is through nutrition because... Um, we are what we eat. And so that is a huge part of, um, our skin types. And so 
I um, provided all that information and there was nothing in there about my company today, Chic. I just really wanted to provide people real facts, things that really work for your skin so you can achieve clear, radiant, youthful skin no matter what age you are and no matter what skin type you have. Hmm, that's awesome. And um, I'm definitely going to be checking out your book because I'm a beauty geek sometimes. <laughs> And I'm kind, I'm kind of getting into this whole, ever since I had my kids, so my twins are four years old, I've become very um, conscious about what I feed them and what I eat. Um, yes. You know, I, I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, one of the big things in my budget is my grocery budget because I will cut back on other other areas to feed my family well. So I'm going to, I'm going to check out um, your book and for everything we talked about your book and the tools we talked about, guys, I'm going to put the links in the show notes. So you'll be able to access all that stuff, including um, how to reach Dr. Schaefer. And she's going to share that with us. But before we kind of get into, um, before we kind of close things out, I have a couple questions for you. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite business book? Robert Kiyosaki, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've I have that book on that was maybe second or third personal finance or finance book that I read um, when I started, um, (laughs) you know, this whole finance journey way back when. Um, That's an awesome book. And I actually have it on my shelf. I I opened it recently and I have it lined and highlighted, but I don't remember anything I read. So I'm going to be some of my books I reread. So I'm planning to reread that one soon. But I recall that was a really good book. And for me to have made all those highlights and those (laughs) underlinings all those years ago, there is some there's something I need to reread in there. So and you guys, folks who are listening, that's a really popular book, too. It's like wonderful. And what would you say is your clever girl superpower? <laughs> oh, I love that. What's my clever girl superpower? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I want to say organization, but I know my team would be like, Jacqueline, no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, clever girl superpower. Let's see here. Um, tenacity. Staying committed to the financial goals of my business. I love that. <laughs> yes. So tenacity, persistence. You're unwavering. Uh, never wave. Exactly. Never giving up. Uh, yeah. Just keep going. Staying cons- consistency is key. Yeah. That's really important. That's a great superpower to have. You know, I don't even, I, I need to ask myself all these questions one of these days. <laughs> What is my clever girl superpower? Yours is giving financial <laughs> knowledge to so many women and it's a game changer and more women need to know about you. I'm serious. It's incredible. I appreciate that. And I think I would also say one of mine is organization because I'm just so obsessed with being organized and superpower is just money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I seriously well, knowledge knowledge is power exactly I seriously I'm really passionate about personal finances and money I love money I'm not ashamed to say it I'm you know because 
when you have money, you have a ton of options and a ton of options gives you a ton of different things in your life. And it's not, I'm not even referring to material things here. You can. Well, I mean, there's, it's so important. You get to provide for your family, amazing healthcare, education. Um, I mean, travel. So they get to see different cultures and expand their mind. It's, it's not, it's not the money. It's what money can do for you and your family. Exactly. Exactly. You took the words out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. So I, I mean, was it three things that people don't know about money, how to keep it, how to, I think it's multiply it and how to save it. Like it's really, I think that's huge. Yes. Really, really important. And as women, you know, I will keep saying it. This is my mission. We we have what it takes to be financially successful. We just we need more women like me out there um, willing to spread the message. It's so important, you know, I've, and I've seen the positives of women being financially successful. And I've seen the negatives from of women not having any kind of, you know, financial support and not having the the know-how to become successful. And I think, you know, we have the potential to be successful. And so that's my mission. And business is, you know, personally, I feel like business is one way that, you know, as women that we we thrive at and we can build wealth and we can build security for our families. And I'm not saying that everybody has to be business inclined, but it's if it's something that you have been considering, even as a, a side hustle or part-time gig, you know, try it out and see how you mm-hmm. feel about it. You know, put some effort into this idea in your head, bring it out of your head and make it a reality and see what difference it makes in your life. So, yeah. This yes. has been <laughs> this has been such an awesome conversation. Same here. I've really enjoyed it. And I hope like one day I get to meet you in person. I know. That would be awesome. I'm so glad that I connected. You guys, you have to check out um, Dr. Schaefer's Instagram. Amazing. You have to check out her YouTube channel and her book. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. But before people get to read the show notes, can you tell them how to find you and how to find your amazing skincare products? Yes. So it, you can, um, find me on Instagram at, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Schaefer and, um, for skincare products, it's chic with an S. So S C H I Q U E.com. And, um, the book is also on there and it's also on Amazon. So, and it's called irresistible you. I love it. This is awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for being here and for sharing. Um, I do appreciate everything. Thank you, Bola. Same here. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Dr. Schaefer. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend about it, spread the word. Let's get more people listening to the Clever Girls Know podcast. And you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon.